Welcome back, fellow Mental Plateauers, and today we have two special guests with us. First is Mr. Walsh, our principal of Hinzel Central, as well as my good friend and classmate, Rian Shah. So basically, in this episode, we're going to be talking about the impact that specific people in our high school, such as our principal, Mr. Walsh, has on students all around us. So, Rian, would you like to start with some questions? Yes, I would. Thank you, Chase. Principal Walsh, to start with some background, the students of Hinsdale Central want to know more about the man behind the tie. <laughs> Let's start by talking about your experiences in high school. So, yeah. first question is, yeah. did you play any sports in high school? Yeah, I graduated uh, Notre Dame High School uh, on the north side of Chicago uh, back in 1988. Uh, it was an all-boys Catholic school, or still is an all-boys Catholic school. Uh, I, I grew up in the city of Chicago, and it's a, a CTA or RTA uh, out to school. Uh, like your parents and grandparents say, then I had to walk a mile through uh, four feet of snow uh, down Dempster Avenue uh, every day to get to class or to get to school. Um, yeah, in high school, uh, again, it was a smaller school. I think I, my graduating class was about 120. The whole school maybe had 440, 450 kids by the time I graduated in 88. So we didn't have 100 clubs. We didn't have 33 varsity sports, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but I was a four-year uh, baseball player, uh, and I wrestled for uh, two years, uh, and then I worked. I've been working since the age of 11, so for most of my my life, I've been working. Uh, so, but yeah, high school was fun. Um, I don't know if I ever thought I, I was never going to be a teacher. Uh, so we can really? get to that point later. Yeah, uh, it was not my thing. Did you ever think that like, how do you feel like sports had a role on you? Yeah. Uh, I think sports are, and I still say this today as a principal, and, and I'd love to hear what you guys are engaged mm-hmm. in as well. Uh, I think it helps define your character. Uh, I think it helps identify um, some skills. So we talk about social emotional learning competencies, mm-hmm. you know, self-awareness, responsibility, decision-making, all those different things. I think athletics and clubs do that. Uh, and, uh, for baseball, I think it did that. You know, I didn't yeah. get cut from the team, but, you, you know, uh, I got cut from every basketball team I ever joined. Do you guys play basketball? I played basketball my freshman year, but really? since then I, I've decided to focus more on tennis. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. I, I relate with that scenario as well because, like, with the tennis team and all, it's really competitive. And, like, uh-huh. yeah. once you get on that team, it's just, like, really an experience that you can't forget because, like, yeah. competing as a team, those practices, it really just builds character, and yeah. that's something I enjoy. Yeah. And, and you're, you have all these we call them teammates or friends, yeah. this camaraderie that you build. Mm-hmm. It with mm-hmm. it. Yeah, so I would agree. Yeah, I agree. Like you build skills of like leadership, teamwork, mm-hmm. team building, all that stuff yeah. is very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, And the same is to say about like stuff like clubs, like yeah. Model UN and whatnot. Yeah. Is that what you're in here, Model UN? Yeah, I'm in a few, like Model UN as well as like some like mental health clubs such as like Operation Snowball. Oh. Yeah, so. And yeah, they always ask me every year to go on that that Operation Snowball trip. Yeah. I've never gone. Mr. Martzoff, my uh, colleague yeah. over at Hinsdale South, the assistant principal, he goes on it every year. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really engaging experience because, like, along with just, like, team building and, uh-huh. like, just getting to know your peers, yeah. you also have special experiences. Like, one of them is, like, cross the line. And basically, oh. it's, like, a modified version of, like, put a finger down. But in that, like, game, you basically just, like, understand the harsh scenarios that everyone experiences at their own home. Mm-hmm. And, like while those issues might not be visible just from like seeing them, mm-hmm. by doing this experience, you, you're able to see the true issues they face within their own character, within their own families, within their own homes. You get a better perspective it's that the world is not about you, that, there's yeah. a more, it's a more, that everybody 
has some issues going on in their life yeah. and that uh, whether it's mental my own mental health other people are experiencing maybe not the exact same thing mm-hmm. but something in their lives nobody's life is perfect uh, yeah and anybody that portrays it is probably hiding behind something yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. okay so during covid as yeah. you know all of us students teachers everyone staff yeah. we spent a lot of time at home and it's basically like learning on our own mini island yeah so how do you feel that you're able to reflect on some of those learnings mm-hmm. during that quarantine time period or whatever? And how do you feel it has an impact on stuff like mental health, yeah. learning, or just overall growth? I find it funny you use the word island. Even your kitchen island you were learning from, right? Yeah. Not only the, the idea, the concept of an island, you're, you're by yourself and isolated, but also that kitchen island you were mm-hmm. from. Yeah. yeah, COVID, um, that, you know, that March 2020, I think back, and there was there was probably some general excitement to kids, uh, and I'll bet you there was probably some amongst teachers too. Now, hey, this is going to be great, but nobody expected it to be then the whole next school year, yeah. and then a, even into the first semester. Well, really, the whole next school year too, yeah. but primarily that first semester. Um, it, it was probably in this is what my twenty ninth, eight yeah twenty ninth year of teaching, and this those by far. Or the hardest two and a half, if not three years, uh, in education possible. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it was, it was horrible, um, from all, from a variety of standpoints. Not only uh, being isolated, mm-hmm. um, but also you didn't have students roaming the halls. And I still come in. I came yeah. in the building every day during all those years, mm-hmm. uh, and just it was hard to imagine. There's school going on, yet I see no bodies walking yeah. the hallways. No slamming of lockers. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, picking up of sticks or basketballs or yeah. running the fields or whatever it may be or or clamoring and buttons in, in yeah. science olympiad so to say um but i i think it definitely impacted you know i'm gonna take that back i think covid emphasized covid drew to the forefront what was already there mm-hmm. uh, in terms of mental health i don't think yeah. mental health issues among students i don't think mental health issues among teaching staff or adults is new mm-hmm. what i think uh that pandemic did was drew attention to how important it is that we are aware of it acknowledge it put people give people resources for it but i think it goes to my conversation earlier recognize that no one is alone in how they're feeling or experiencing yeah. uh, that you have your own uh Brian, have your own issues and, and you have your own and i have my own and but how do we navigate through it? Uh, is it so? Uh, this is a long, elaborate answer. I think the biggest issue I think was that we lost was a lot of times solving some of our issues. Mm-hmm. Let's let's call them surface level issues. Yeah. Can be done by being friends and colleagues yeah. and interacting human to human. We lost that, and some yeah. people lost it for a long time mm-hmm. if they stayed home for even longer. Yeah. I, I don't remember what you guys did or didn't do, but I think that had a bigger impact on yeah. it as well. I completely... Oh, go ahead. To your point of, like, some people staying at home longer than others, I was fortunate enough because middle school I went to, the... My grade was only like 70 kids, so we were uh, actually, I had eighth grade year in person. Is that right? So I was, I was lucky enough to have the access to, like, I was able to build those more skills of, like, interaction with Mm -hmm. face-to-face of humans. With a mask on. With a mask on, that's true, yeah. (laughs) Um, But it it was still weird to, like, feel that experience of, like, sitting in a classroom and, like, seeing your classmates on the TV from Zoom Mm -hmm. who were staying at home. Well, you probably didn't see them because they probably had the... The, camera off, the, yeah. yeah. Camera yeah. off, right? Just, just for attendance, you turn it on yeah. and then turn it off. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And that was somewhat similar. I went to HMS, which was 
uh, definitely a bigger school yeah, of sorts. Right. There was like around like probably 200 students per grade. Right. So for me, I had a different type of experience. It was like all remote for me until uh, around like eighth grade, second semester. Okay. So they did try to incorporate us into like their curriculum by like putting a TV in the back yeah. and like saying, oh, you're like present physically, mm-hmm. but not really. Right. I mean, just being at home, I just felt that cycle of waking up, going to my computer, just doing homework and eating. I mean... I did try to manipulate it in a way mm-hmm. by just, like, playing tennis with some of my friends mm-hmm. at, like, the local courts or just, like, you know, getting in a voice call with my friends. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely one way I just manipulated or, it. Or, you, and, and I think we were lucky. Lucky is a bad word, too. Um, my oldest is 21, so he's a junior in college. My middle child is a freshman in college, and my youngest is a junior in high school. So 2020, my oldest was going to graduate high school. Uh, but I still had a, a sophomore and then a seventh, eighth grade, eighth grader at the time, mm-hmm. eighth grade student. I think, and I don't know, do you guys do PlayStation or Nintendo? Yeah, so I think now yeah. with the, the with one, social media, and then two, you know, I should say Snapchat or whatever, you're, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. uh, PlayStation, Nintendo, or uh, Xbox, yeah. there was a lot more interaction that was taking place that way. Yeah, it wasn't face-to-face, yeah, yeah, the online. I still see my, my, my 17-year-old, 18-year-old son who plays the video games, and mm-hmm. they, they're playing whatever game it is, but they're still having a dialogue, right? Yeah. It's not face-to-face, but at mm-hmm. least... There was some interaction going yeah. on. Mm-hmm. But I think about, I don't know if you have younger brothers or sisters, like yeah, really yeah. little ones. There was, you know, my wife is a school psych in, a, in an elementary show, K fourth grade school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know if you've ever studied elementary, uh, studied edu- the development of a child. Yeah. Uh, a lot of it is what we call parallel play. Think about it. You know, when you were a kid, your mom took you on play dates, right? Yeah. Yeah. You didn't necessarily play with each other. You played alongside each other. Yeah. One of you is building blocks. The other is building blocks. You're not building blocks together. Yeah. Eventually, you learn that. But I think those younger students, kindergarten, first grade students, they never learned even parallel play because they were by themselves. Yeah. So I think every generation, every grade level missed mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, the, what they missed in their development might be different, mm-hmm. but they still missed some component in their own development that we have, it's going to take us some time to rebuild those things. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think it's a great point you made about especially the very little kids yeah. who like – like it's easier like still not perfect but it's mm-hmm. easier for us older kids to interact yeah. online but like right. you said for the younger kids they can't just like go from like the play dates in right. person like you said to just like talking online to their yeah. friend right like yeah, they haven't developed those relationships yeah. in any way or how to engage in somebody exactly. you, yeah. you with parallel play eventually it becomes interchange and you learn how to have conversations yeah. you learn how to resolve conflict right yeah uh, and if you're if, even if you're just talking on your headset over playstation if you have conflict, sometimes maybe you'll just mute yourself, not yeah. engage, or you'll engage in banter that isn't healthy. Yeah. And then, uh, so at some point, we have to learn how to resolve conflict in life too, um, and that's important. I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean that transition between just like being there electronically to yeah. physically. That was also something that I did during like with my friends. So we went obviously we just gamed or like yeah. went on our computers, voice mm-hmm. called or whatever. But, what was your game of choice? Uh, I don't know, just Minecraft. Or Minecraft. Like <laughs> what was the other one my boys played? Uh, uh, the 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 where they're shooting the guns. The the no. I feel like where you run. It had the circle that always shrunk down. Uh, I can't remember. I, Oh, oh, Fortnite. Fortnite, yeah. thank yeah. you. I can't believe I was <laughs> yeah. forgetting that. Yeah, Fortnite. Yeah. That was yeah. the other big one during that time. And then we slowly transitioned, my friend. We slowly transitioned to, like, playing in person with each other, like, basketball mm-hmm. or just, like, yeah. just, like mm-hmm. equipment tag or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. there were, like, as you said, obvious obstacles that yeah. many of us faced, whether it be, like, strict parents or whatever, or just, like, 
having that own just yeah. self like mental wall yeah mm-hmm. so yeah. but i think that's the whole point is i think those were always there what ended up happening is i think post-covid or post-covid during covid or post-covid it just became more aware of how students were trying to mm-hmm. navigate their own mental struggles that they were having so i think now schools are looking at it and parents mm-hmm. are looking at oh my god my child has anxiety no your probably child has probably always had anxiety you maybe just didn't notice it before yeah or, or my, my child is whatever and now it's at the forefront of the conversations of mm-hmm. how can a school help support those things uh within a child's educational development yeah yeah many of those kids were facing a mental plateau so no, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so as we're like coming back to normal or yeah. as we already have as a school environment you obviously played a very important role and in like restoring the environment the teaching experience for the student um in schools so can you share some of the challenges and actions and how you went about it yeah i'm not sure what i think during covid I don't think I really had any voice in restoring it. I would actually back up and say my only goal was trying to figure out what is the best way to meet your needs as a student. Mm-hmm. What is the best way we can put a teacher in a place to meet your needs? Yeah. Uh, it, because the, the government, both the federal, the local, as well as the, the very local and the mm-hmm. school board, they were the ones making those decisions yeah. of whether we're going to be in person or not. They were the ones making decisions whether we're going to yeah. wear a mask or not. They were the ones deciding whether we could be within six feet or not, right? They were making all those mm-hmm. calls. Whether you could play basketball with a mask on or whether you could play tennis without a mask on because it was mm-hmm. outside, That's right? right? Yeah. Uh, my only charge was the how to create a learning environment that you could learn in, whether it was Canvas, whether it was mm-hmm. GoGuardian, whether it was uh, uh, Pear Deck things, what tools could we give teachers that would enable you to be uh, to achieve whatever it is they were looking for you? Yeah. Um, and it wasn't easy because it wasn't easy, but it wasn't it wasn't um, I don't know what the right word to think is. Is we you guys had had computers as students already at least mm-hmm. two years, I think. We had already had computers and teachers had had computers since 2003. Mm-hmm. So the transition to remote learning wasn't um, a first step. We were already a little bit there. We were on the way. So it just required jumping over a few more hurdles to do it. Now, yeah. those hurdles were huge. Yeah. Zoom, cameras on, cameras off, attendance, yada, 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 yada. But I think, you know, if you look at some schools like Chicago Public Schools or some rural schools, they didn't have any equipment. Yeah. They never even talked about online learning. They never talked about computers in a classroom. So I think we were in a little bit better state than some of those other schools. Mm-hmm. And I think we're, it helped a little bit for us to achieve some of those. Uh, I think our students, well, we're still not back to where we want to be in terms of our scores, SAT scores, mm-hmm. AT scores, uh, AP scores, classroom behaviors, things like that. I think we're in a better place than other schools are. Yeah, and that's because... Right when the pandemic hit, we already had those few stepping stones yeah. to help mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. Um, yeah. be successful. Yeah, and uh, you know, I, I think we'd even done a couple e-learning days in advance of those those mm-hmm. days because for whatever there was snow, ice days, mm-hmm. we'd already done a couple of those. So it wasn't r- brand stinking new as to what was going on. Uh, it was just day in and day out, a repetitive behavior of mm-hmm. every lesson's now online mm-hmm. or every lesson is online while in person. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was... It was it was really hard, uh, and I felt bad, enormously bad for our teachers. I, I mean, 
I'd been in the classroom for 13 years and I'd been out of the classroom by, for 13 years at that mm-hmm. point, so it was equal. I could not imagine being back in the classroom during that time. Yeah, uh, yeah, they had to adapt so much. To they did, Amaz- amazingly, and I think they're still seeing some of the struggles that you talked about. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. we're still seeing some behavioral issues in class. Uh, I think we're still seeing some lack of uh, accountability going on in class, which mm-hmm. is why I think some of the grading practices were, they, didn't have, they were started before then, but then it continued because of that but as a principal it was really difficult because yeah no matter what decision was being made at least 50 percent of people were pissed and mm-hmm. at least 50 percent of the people were happy mm-hmm. or satisfied mm-hmm. or content there was it was impossible i felt like a referee i was a, i loved yeah. umpire i was a baseball umpire for years years uh every you know every strike call every out call 50 percent of the people are happy the other 50% are not, not with him. Yeah. And that's what every decision felt like during COVID. Yeah. Uh, and people were not shy about sharing their opinions, let's put it that yeah. way. You may have so, seen some social media posts. Out of like those many decisions that you yeah. make, obviously they're all hard decisions. Yeah. It's impossible to please mm-hmm. everyone, right? Were there any decisions or things you think you could have maybe changed or that you would have done differently? Um, I... I I don't know if I could have or would have. Mm-hmm. I, I wish cameras had to be on, mm-hmm. right. yeah. but I know why they were off. If we really want to be honest about it, why they were off. They, I think they were off for two reasons. Some people's home environments are not like other people's home environments. Mm-hmm. So people don't want, and, or, and then maybe they had four or five people, siblings, all doing it. So you didn't want cameras yeah. on showing everybody else in there. Two, yeah. uh, I think students made bad choices. I know there were some bullying stuff. So all of a sudden your camera's on, there were other people that are taking pictures mm-hmm. of people while they were online and then yeah. posting those and, and became, you know, uh, you do one different thing with your hand during, and yeah. somebody gets a picture of it and then they manipulate that into, yeah, you know, mocking people. So I, I wish cameras could have been on. I think it might have changed some things, mm-hmm. but I also know it would have created other problems. Um, I don't know. The mask thing, uh, that, uh, I don't know. That, that, I don't even like thinking about that. But yeah. I, I don't know if there was a ray around that. I, I, you know, yeah. Yeah. I used to live in Seoul, South Korea way back when, way before you guys were born. Uh, and masks were a common thing there because yeah. of the, the environment, the, the smog and whatever else. Mm-hmm. So I don't think masks are, I get it, I understand it. People wear them for a variety of reasons. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's difficult. Though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then like with all the challenges that you said, mm-hmm. obviously there's a lot of issues that you have to face every single yeah. day. and. There's a lot of interference between your work life and your mm-hmm. student life mm-hmm. and just having interactions with your family as a whole. Mm-hmm. So with all those tasks, how did you find time for yourself? How did you find time to balance your yeah. lifestyle? Yeah. Um, I don't think it matters whether I'm principal, whether I was assistant principal, whether I was dean of students, whether I was a classroom teacher, which are all the roles I've done, or whether I was a major league umpire. I still blame my wife for me not being a major league umpire, by the way. Um, but anyway, I think you all, you have to have balance in your life. You have to find a moment or two within your day mm-hmm. where you can separate the two, right? Yeah. Uh, for me, it happens to be 5.30 in the morning when I do my workouts. Uh, but uh, even at the end of the day, I like to check out. Uh, I, I try not to bring my work life home mm-hmm. in the sense of I go home I have three boys and a lovely wife and, a, and part of my language, a damn dog uh, in my house. Uh, and I want to spend time with them, right? Yeah. You know, whether I was, I used to be their baseball coaches mm-hmm. and their golf coaches. I don't do that anymore. Yeah. Uh, but you want to find that with, uh, so I don't, I don't care whatever it is you do, 
as a student is how do you, is one check out meaning take a mo- close the laptop close the textbook mm-hmm. i'd flip over your phone yeah. shut off the phone and find a moment for yourself yeah uh, it, it, you can call it mindfulness you can call it meditation you can call it relaxation i don't care what you call it take yeah. a moment mm-hmm. to decompress for yourself and and find that mental plateau yeah. where yeah. you can take a moment uh i used to be i, I didn't always have glasses I, I used to have perfect vision and then i turned yeah. 50. Uh, before I had turned 50, I used to, I don't have one here, I used to keep a pencil behind my ear. Yeah. Uh, teachers always used to say, Walsh, where's your pencil? Where's your pencil? I went to glasses, and you can't really wear a pencil with glasses. Yeah, it just yeah. falls out. Long story short, I'd walk around school with a pencil. Yeah. And at the end of the day, the pencil comes off, and it was to me, it was a checkout. Mm-hmm. School's wow. over. Go work on the next thing at home. Yeah. What's your, so uh, I, I've sort of lost that since mm-hmm. I've started wearing glasses. I've never figured mm-hmm. out how to what that check off should be. Yeah. Uh, but you got to find you as a student and my colleagues have to find a moment to check out uh, yeah. every day. I mean, obviously that like those small physical interactions, they just like contribute towards that mental stimulus mm-hmm. that obviously just allows you to relax yourself. Right. And considering the like increase in academic compi- yeah. competitivity, it's really becoming harder and harder for students to somewhat relax themselves and calm down and find time for themselves at home so just like as as myself i go home i love to compete in sports i always try to find time to hang out with my friends Mm -hmm. and oftentimes i find myself like struggling over studying for so many tests Mm -hmm. but i always try to make sure that i don't procrastinate Mm -hmm. and i think with planning and with just like making sure that you're being sensitive with the way that you use Mm -hmm. your time Mm -hmm. one is able to somewhat juggle all those tasks and still be able to enjoy their life as childhood or enjoy childhood. Mm-hmm. Do you set up your schedule? Do you like in your, you maybe you don't have a calendar, but you have like in your mind, I get home at three thirty, and I'm going to go hang out with friends or do yeah. something. And then I'm going to start my homework at a certain time or you do homework and then you're going to find time. For me, it's usually that like the earlier you get it done, okay. the earlier yeah. you can just like mm-hmm. let loose. Okay. So That's I mean, weird. yeah. Same with you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, with certain people like my sister, she just like she's a senior, so she's yeah. a little bit like let loose, you know. But she was able to keep on top of all of it. Yeah, yeah. But um, as myself, obviously, I'd like to keep myself organized and just like use my time wisely. And then that free time, I like I have my I have a dog myself as yeah. well. Do so, you like your dog? Yeah, I like my dog. <laughs> yeah. I'm not I'm not a dog fan. Yeah. Boy, that's a whole other conversation. What about you, Ryan? Um, for me, when I like get home from school there's a lot of times where I do procrastinate and Mm -hmm. I hate myself for doing it but when I do set a plan for myself and I just try and knock everything out it comes so easy Mm -hmm. like finishing Mm -hmm. everything and then I I feel so good after and I have still so much time to just like you said take but why do you call it procrastination because I think if you call it procrastination Mm around the problem is it it kind of there's a connotation in your mind that it's bad and if you call it I'm taking a mental break I'm going to give myself a reward, then I'm going to do what I need to do. So, mm-hmm. for example, uh, do you have a job? Do you guys have a job? Uh, not no. yet. Okay. <laughs> all right. I, I force all my kids to get jobs. Yeah. So, if you get a paycheck, yeah. what are you going to do with that paycheck? Let's, let's say the paycheck's 100 bucks. Mm-hmm. My conversation to my boys is you have to take a portion of that paycheck and put it away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you take the whole paycheck and spend it on, on a new pair of, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, Nike gym shoes, some you know Nike or yeah. whatever classic gym shoes. Instead of putting them away, you're never going to have time for later. Yeah. So even yeah. in your own, even in your own mental time, you got to find time to 
save or bank it. And so giving yourself 10 minutes, 15 minutes, I don't care how long the time is, you decide whatever that is. It's not procrastination. Mm -hmm. It's banking your own mental capacity so that you can achieve whatever it is you're going to do later. later. Mm -hmm. So don't call it procrastination. Uh I I think it would be better for all of us to get away from that term Mm -hmm. and saying, it's not I'm procrastinating, mom. I'm trying to give myself the time so that I can do focus time later. And be more efficient later. But at times, I mean, a lot of students, like, we do have an issue with self-discipline sometimes. But then you're also 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 years old, and you're learning that, right? And isn't that what high school is about? You you can fail. Not that you're going to fail. But you can can struggle with stuff at this age and still get where you want to go because because there's some learned behaviors in there, right? Mm -hmm. So you're going to learn, ah, I need to be better about this. I need to be more focused about this, and then I can get where I'm at to be. There's nothing wrong with struggling. In any point in life, as long as there's some reflective part of it. Yeah. I mean, this is taught in, like, several things. Like, at our school, RDR, SEL, we yeah. always, like, that, hear yeah. strategies on right. what to do. Right. And how to, like, use your time wisely. Right. But there are still students out there. And you did recommend a few strategies. But mm-hmm. there's still students out there who are, like, sometimes overstressed. And mm-hmm. at points, mm-hmm. they don't, like, engage in a balanced lifestyle. How do you recommend that, in those specific cases, they mm-hmm. should act to it? Yeah, um, I think the other, this is a way extreme, you know, we Mm -hmm. call it tier three at at schools, but sometimes people need counseling, Mm -hmm. you know, know, my wife and I attend marriage counseling because there's nothing wrong with it. It's about building communication skills. Mm -hmm. It's not that saying what you were doing is right or wrong. It's, Mm -hmm. it's helping you be self-aware of what, what behaviors are you engaging in that is causing stress or anxiety, whether it's in our marriage or whether it's in my schoolwork Mm -hmm. or whether it's in my own personal life. So I think that's one thing is there are resources available to all and counseling, social work, whatever you want to call it, sometimes are good things, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Or just, Talking to your friends, recognizing that you are not alone with some of the things. Holy cow, I'm stressed about this Calc BC test. I'm stressed about this AP Euro test. I'm yeah. stressed about my English 2 class. Mm-hmm. Whatever it may be, I'll bet you your friend is too. I'll yeah. bet you your sister is too. Your brother is too. Your dog is damn not as all they do is lie around all day. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I think it's that, is, is connecting with people. Whether, again, it's a counselor, a friend, a mom, a dad, whomever it may be, a teacher in some cases too, uh, because that's what they're here for, your counselor, is finding some ways to talk through whatever it is and recognize you're not Mm -hmm. alone. Other people are experiencing the same. Sometimes you can experience it together and move through that that issue. I completely agree with the idea of like collaboration and how it mm-hmm. helps your like mental side of things. And in some of my classes, like AP seminar, the yeah. curriculum's based more around collaboration, mm-hmm. just team group projects mm-hmm. and whatnot. And I find that class really fun because not only do you like research your own project, but you mm-hmm. also learn from your peers yeah. a lot more. Mm-hmm. But in some classes, that is something that's lacked. So do you feel that like the idea of collaboration should be implied more in classes at times. Yeah, I, I'm not the word group work. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't use like when I go do an observation. I don't think I've ever been in every one of your classes for an observation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I do, we do observations of staff. We call it cooperative learning groups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not group work. Group work implies that that all of you that there's one assignment that the group is going to do. If it's cooperative learning, you have an assignment. You have an assignment. I have an assignment. When it comes together, it's a it's project. it's it's a project yeah. that we each have a responsibility to do something. Yeah. Group work, you can probably think of. You can probably think of some examples in your own mind 
where one person did all yeah. the work, right? Yeah. Or one person did none of the work, work but yeah. got the same credit. If it's cooperative learning, there's this concept of accountability, mm-hmm. responsibility, decision-making, yeah. and input, right? That we each have a responsibility to the collective whole that we're trying to achieve. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's, you're right. I think we'll use the word co-op, collaborative or yeah. cooperative in this sense. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, and that, that forces like each member of the group to be responsible for yep. their own part. And mm-hmm. trust their other group members to get the job done. Mm-hmm. So that way, and get feedback will, from yeah. each other, right? Exactly, yeah. Positive, constructive feedback about, yeah. hey, I think we can do this with yours, and you might have feedback on mine, or mm-hmm. maybe not, whatever. But that's the concept: is we can work together to get to that end goal, yeah. whatever that may be. And like you see this stuff in like even classes like gym, just like I mean, PE. Yeah. Gym is a place. PE is a course. <laughs> yeah, gym. Okay. Yeah. Um, but like. I'm in the class fits too, and basically, yeah. like these activities, like just basketball, I find it really fun myself. Because, right? like, regardless of how good you are, it doesn't matter. It's mm-hmm. just like how well can you guys work together to like accomplish that goal, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's something that really sticks out, and that's like the highlight of my day for myself. What about you, Rian? Uh, yeah, I agree with that too, and like the competitiveness of the class also, like, yeah. like it forces like other like your peers to push your, your uh, like yourself like yeah. more slowly, like win right like yeah. plus you're getting your heart rate up yeah. your, which activates your brain cells with activation the question yeah. is what's your class after PE oh that's 10th period for me period, oh, yeah. both of your PE 10th period ideally this, the research says that PE should precede your most difficult class yeah. for mm-hmm. most students it's math but it doesn't have to be math yeah. uh, if you can put PE before your most difficult class you will the studies say and I, I, don't, I don't have them in front of me to cite but Ms. Marconi would have them that you will increase your capacity mm-hmm. in those classes mm-hmm. because the Elevating your heart rate, engaging your body, and, and activating those blood cells will trigger your mind to be better in some of the yeah. other classes. And Rian and I, we're both in like the same AP physics class, uh-huh. and like we see in like those scenarios, like with difficulty, uh-huh. how it teaches us to like work together in cases. Because like after each test, it's like an experience. The class is an experience. The same thing is to say about classes like AP Euro, yeah. because mm-hmm. that like stress overall is something that like. It's a unique bond that students mm-hmm. share amongst each other, mm-hmm. and that not only helps with like being a better student and a better friend, but just like having a better understand of every a better mm-hmm. understanding of everything. And you have a common interest, a common yeah. uh, mm-hmm. commonality between you, whether it's yeah. AP Physics, AP Euro, or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then so there are certain clubs at our school like Operation yeah. Snowball, uh, Student Voice Committee, yeah. SMBC. And there's SMBC. All, strong minds being cringe. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but there are like also courses or not courses, but like in class things that we do like SEL and RDR. Yeah. So how do you feel like these clubs promote the cause of mental health to like the next level? Uh, I don't think it's probably any different than activity or athletics. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's it's a it's a shift. It, it engages your mind, engages your body in a different thing. So whether you're in tennis, whether you're in soccer, whether you're in football, whether you're in baseball, whatever it may be, there I think it causes the mind to get off that straight line that you're on and think about something different. Uh, but I think there are certain clubs that do talk about yeah. mental health and things of that nature. Um, I think they're just the idea to expose students that there is other options. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. There's just yeah. a lot of them out there. There's a lot of service clubs that we have, um, mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. as a lot of competitive clubs. Yeah. yeah, and then there's also like clubs like 
debate or mock trial mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. as Rian's in BPA. Clubs, yeah. yeah. What are you in? BPA business professionals. I know. You don't tell me. I was a sponsor for, oh, for 13 years. Yeah. I actually probably, I even sponsored it while I was, no, I did mock trial while I was a dean. Oh, okay. yeah. So my 13 years as a classroom teacher, I was BPA oh, wow. sponsor. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So that's like teaching students to like incorporate their interest yeah. into their school career. Right. And right. as someone who's in Model UN, obviously like, yeah. and FHP, like those are clubs I learned from and that's something that I Future use. Future health professionals? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So it's something that I use to like, manipulate my learning and just like try to just understand what my future career could be and where there's is there is there interest in it yeah Yeah, and like not only like it does have a great impact on like school learning and all that stuff but like Mm -hmm. many of the skills that you get like some of the like competitions i'm doing for bpa Mm -hmm. for example Mm -hmm. they're all stuff that i'll probably use in my future Mm -hmm. what what are you doing this year because state's coming up nationals nationals because state was a couple weeks ago yeah so nationals is in our is it in my, my, it's uh, in Anaheim? Anaheim, Anaheim yeah. right? And what are you, you're in it? Yeah, so I made it for one of my events. Which one? Word processing. Nice. So that's just like Congrats. Um, formatting yeah, and like editing. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. You know, are you guys using Word or Google for Word, that? yeah. You're still using Word. So I usually use Google Docs for like schoolwork yeah. and stuff, so Word's a little bit different. Yeah, but, it is, it is. But it's, it's a good challenge, like learning yeah. like yeah. the different parts of it. Yeah. Cool. I enjoy it. Yeah. So just to wrap things up, I feel like we definitely covered a lot of things in the mm-hmm. sense of how to grow personally, how to grow as like, how to grow with your friends and just like, make sure that you guys understand each other. There's definitely a lot of things that we covered regarding how to be cooperative. So how do both of you guys feel that you guys are somewhat implying those values in your everyday life of just being cooperative or collaborative with your like students or like classmates? You go first. Yeah, so I'd say that collaborating with my classmates definitely, um, it promotes like I think we work better in groups yeah, most and definitely. like you said the interaction with peers and like going through tough projects mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. like tough tests together that definitely helps mm-hmm. like bring success to yeah. like all, all of my peers so yeah I think I would add to it, it, it I would probably call it connecting so mm-hmm. obviously as principal I, I sit on a lot of different committees you can call them teams mm-hmm. uh, they work if and only if you are connected with the people in the room and that what I mean by that is can you have engage in the difficult conversation can you engage in conversations where you don't necessarily agree but it's a civil conversation about what's the right path to go to can you have discourse and still move mm-hmm. forward uh, and that only happens if you're all recognizing we have one goal in, time, in mind in our case it's putting students first mm-hmm. uh, but also recognizing that we're trying to achieve a common yeah. commonality in it. So I think it goes back to me, if we're leaving here, it's relationships. Yeah. It's it's figuring out a time for yourself. Mm-hmm. It's figuring out a path for yourself. But yeah. it's also disconnecting to give yourself some, mm-hmm. we'll call it bank, that we mm-hmm. talked about a little bit earlier yeah. as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And obviously, your impact as a teacher or principal mm-hmm. or anybody's impact as like someone who's contributing to education mm-hmm. is very high and it positively affects students and their futures and it helps everyone grow as a whole so what really inspired you to come into like this sector of your like teaching yeah uh like i didn't like i said i graduated notre dame in 1988 and i was going to be an accountant yeah. Just sort of where I, I've always wanted, was always thought it was going to be, actually I thought it was going to be an umpire mm-hmm. and then, then maybe an accountant after that, but neither, needless to say. Uh, in 1990, I moved to Seoul, South Korea and started teaching English as a second language. Mm-hmm. Long story there. And fell in love with, holy cow, connecting with people in a classroom and watching them grow. Yeah. 
is a little bit better than calling strike three. Yeah. Um, um, and I think, so I went back after, so in 1991, I went back to ISU and only state university and changed my major from accounting to um, business education. And yeah. I taught business education because nobody pictured me as a teacher. Mm-hmm. I'm a little, I had a lot of issues. Did you uh, teach yeah. business at this Yeah, point? I taught eight years here and then five years at Wabonzi Valley as oh, business. Nice. Uh, I taught accounting. Uh, business law and uh, consumer econ here on this campus. I did a little bit of mm-hmm. uh, computer classes too, uh, but so I, I I came into teaching by happenstance. Uh, happenstance yeah. uh, sort of fell on my lap uh, yeah. and just loved it ever since then. It's still no better yeah. job than being a classroom teacher. Yeah, and the, it's way better job than being a principal. Like the impact that you have on like all of the students here. You're at too kind. Central, it's You're like, too kind. It's it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So I'm yeah. I'm glad you chose to be. Yeah, I, I I've enjoyed my 29 years. I got four more yeah. classes 2027. Uh, and I'm gonna enjoy those last four yeah. years. Yeah. And then, like the impact that we all have, regardless of us being like teachers, principals, yeah. staff members, students, we're really all just helping each other just plateau over our own issues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I feel that that's definitely something that's very important. That school and our environment and our friend groups just help us like develop. understand and mm-hmm. develop yeah. in our mind. Move one step past. Don't don't flatline. Don't plateau. Yeah. How do you get the help you need to be, whether it's with friends, whether it's outside resources, counselors, social workers, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, sometimes medication mm-hmm. uh, to help you move past that so you can be successful in life. Yep. Um, with that said, I think thank you for your time. Yeah, you, thank you so yeah. much. I, I really enjoyed the opportunity. I'd love to hear how it goes, and I wish you guys the best. Uh, yeah. Thanks for considering me to be an invited guest. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. And remember, fellow listeners, to be healthy as a whole means mental wellness plays a role.